We are back for the 100th episode of the We Don't Know Sports podcast. And you know what? Mr. Brown and myself decided to get a little selfish. It's a Mountaineer edition as we talk to two all-time greats. This is the We Don't Know Sports podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome, welcome, welcome back once again to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is your host, Chad the Mark, with my other host, Mr. Brown. And we decided to celebrate. What is today? 100th episode. 100 big ones. Yeah. Doesn't that feel good? Feels good. Man, I I was looking back at some of the past shows we had, and there's a lot of news that's happened. I don't know if... uh, Starting a podcast venture right before the coronavirus took off is the best strategy, but damn it, we've seen and heard a lot. It's been a wild ride, and to think that like it started in a casual conversation on a Sunday afternoon on a bar stool, and here we are, a hundred episodes later. A-, a lot of things happen at bars. We know that absolutely, <laughs> but usually you don't follow through. No, we don't. The things that happen on a bar stool. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then some things do get followed through yeah. on, and you don't, you don't yeah. really uh, enjoy those as much. Ten years later, <laughs> little regret. Yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, the the exciting thing is, we decided to be a little selfish, and while we cover the national scope of sports. College football is getting ready to start, and we decided, you know what, we're going to a Mountaineer game soon. So what What a better time than now to actually talk to two all-time Mountaineer greats. And we did with Owen Schmidt, the runaway beer truck, and West Virginia's all-time leading rusher, Avon Coburn. How do you get two better guests than that? Uh, I mean, we're, we're celebrating Mountaineer football getting ready to start. And we went all out. We got two of the biggest names in Mountaineer football history. Nah, and they're fun. And, uh, you know, they apologized to us a couple of times for kind of taking over the interview because they started interviewing each other. But uh, that's what you want. Yeah, that's not a bad thing. We were like, no, it's cool, man. Like, we just kept going. And, you know, we asked them some questions, had some fun. And it's the bulk of what the show is going to be because, you know what, for 100 episodes, for once, we're like, you know what, let's just do what we want to do and not worry about what the listener thinks. <laughs> we'll just do what what we want to do and we know we have a lot of mountaineer faithful that listen to the show we know we have a ton of mountaineer interaction on social media so hopefully they'll enjoy it as much as we enjoy talking to them i mean and i appreciate the fact they kind of jumped in and like we had you ask a question and then instead of going back and forth they started just feeding off of each other and talking about previous coaches and all that stuff and they were getting each other fired up and mm. it, it was a great interview so find someone who loves you and looks at you the way that Owen Schmidt will look at Avon Coburn when he talks about how much he admires him as a running back. And not that Avon didn't like Owen, but find someone to love the way Avon loved his fullback because that dude lit up like a Christmas tree when we start talking about that. But anyway, that's all coming up. And just to kind of go down memory lane before we get started – you know, our first ever interview that we did was with a Mountaineer player. Uh, and, and, you know, Eugene Napoleon, good guy, you know, was a running back back in the Major Harris days. And from there, like, we have catapulted into this whole world of interviews where, especially you, Mr. Brown, like, your connection with Major League Baseball and former players is unparalleled right now. Like, you, you probably – I would go out on a limb and say – of any just random guy that would have a, a social media account, you probably have more big league friends than anyone out there. 
I'd say you're probably right. I mean, that's that's a. That's I like a, my chances. Yeah, I, I would put money on it. Uh, I don't know if I'd bet a body part, but I'd put money on it. And, and you know, some of those people have been nice enough to come on the show. Some of them haven't. Some of them might in the future. But like, I go back and look at like the early days of the show when we we'd get guys like Ray King on, who who was a, a treat to talk to. Great interview. Um, Cut loose. I mean, just just good times. And then talks you, about uh, what's uh, Magic City. Yeah, we. I was. That's how long that was. Right. Uh, and then you know, you go back and we had. You know, we've had uh, baseball artists or uh, what's his name? Uh, Jacob Burgess. Jacob Burgess that's drawing people. We, we got him because he's a Braves fan and he's drawing Braves pictures. And Zach Ford, friend of the show, out in McCovey Cove catching balls. But then, like, it evolves into guys like Tom Browning, Mr. Perfect, you know, coming on the show. And Black Jack McDowell. Cy Young winner, Jack McDowell. Brett Boone, Brett, 40 home runs as a second baseman. Who we will take credit for him starting his podcast. Oh, absolutely. You, you cannot convince me otherwise. Brett Boone, we love you, and we're so glad that you're still involved with our baseball stuff out there. But, you know, I'm glad we gave you some inspiration that if these jackasses can do a podcast, I can too. Yeah, because obviously I'm Brett F and Boone. Hey, his guests are phenomenal. Oh, he's absolutely. Got, he's got he, Pudge this week. There's yeah, a shout he's out, He's got Brett. Pudge coming up. Um, but he assured me that uh, he's been a little bit busy, but he's he's welcome to come back on our show, and uh, I think he'll do that before October. Ah, and, and you know what? We had Paul O'Neill like join us in between a doubleheader. I mean, is that not when you know you've kind of made it? I mean, that's badass, right? He's you know? he's announcing for Yes Network, and he's he takes a few minutes of his time to sit down and interview with us in between a Yankees doubleheader. Yeah, I mean, and, and did not feel rushed. No, like it was a half hour. Very of- genuine. Yeah. And the biggest thing for me when we first started this was you and I talked. We were going to do a podcast. We didn't think about guests. We didn't know where it was going to take us. We just wanted to sit around and bullshit. Talk sports. Yeah. Just, we just assumed it would be us. Yeah. Well, then it kind of evolved with social media into these big names. And the biggest takeaway that I've got from this whole process were well, two big things. It has greatly helped me and my fear of speaking on a public level, sure. one and two, as far as the guests go, I love the fact that not all, but the majority, I'd say the 90% of the uh, guests we've had, even though they're big leaguers, make you feel like one of the guys. Yeah. They don't make you feel like you're you're owed that you're owed anything. I would say 90%, they're owing you anything. 90% yeah. of the guests we've talked to. I mean, you, we almost have to like cut the interview because it's, it's too fun. Like we're just talking, we're cutting up. You know, there's the ten percent that you know. Some people just aren't great interviews. I mean, it's, it's, it's genuinely like locker room talk. The majority of them cut loose. We yeah. have fun, and like I said, they're just like it, it's almost like they're sitting here in the studio in the garage, and we're just talking crap, watching the ball. Yeah, game. hearing stories about hunting kangaroos in the outback. I mean, yeah, in the nude, <laughs> in the nude with Aborigines. Oh my, there's layers to these stories, man. Like. This is the stuff people need to make and, sure they and go back and listen. Heaven forbid, don't go into the locker room with Bo Jackson around. No. In the not. shower. <laughs> we, we'll just leave that there for the own imagination yeah, to yeah. Uh, figure that out. But Bo knows. You know, <laughs> he does. <laughs> uh, so does everybody else, yeah, apparently. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's been fun, man. And, like... We set out not to do this to we're not we're not trying to be the next barstool. We're not trying to be the next like Joe Rogan podcast or anything. It's just we're just some guys that sit around 
and we shoot the breeze. And I'll tell you what, we do enjoy doing our NFL Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks of the Week. That's coming up soon, and I'm sure we'll beat Bleacher Report for the third year in a row. But uh, that's beside the point. But like, we do this just for fun. Like, it's our it's our once a week. We get together. We talk about whatever has gone on in the in the past week, and it can be everything from NBA to NFL to Major League Baseball to what movies we saw to something that happened in the news. To I mean, it, it's we try to keep it sports though, and in a world where people don't seem to be able to do that now, I, I think we've done a pretty damn good job just being able to talk sports. And we've cut we, we cut loose. I mean, it's that's what's made it so fun, you know. Like we don't make it about politics. We just we like to cut up. And that's what it should be about. It should be about bringing people together. I don't care how you vote in November. We're going to talk crap about your team. We'll talk crap about our own team if it deserves it. Yep. And we're going to keep it fun. And that's what we've been doing. But I, it's been a wild ride, man. It, it, has. it, it has been. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to, to continuing and doing more and more. Oh, and, and one more thing is, like, you know, this is us getting a chance to – step away from our real our reality for a minute only if it's for one evening a week yep. and enjoy each other's company cut up enjoy our guests interviews and just talk about what we love and it's been fun and for me you know we're all different situations with our with our work but you know i've been with my company now for 19 years and you know you you kind of go through the motions at a certain point but for me this gives me something new and flavorful to look forward to each week and it gives me you know some pep in my step each day Uh, dude i'm working six days a week right now and and you know my my job is is not the most stressful job in the world but it's time consuming man And, and i miss a lot of things so one of my favorite things is when i get to sit down with you and biggie who is tending to some family matters today. He's got to be there for his kids, and we appreciate that. Sorry he missed a a 100th episode, but he'll be here for 101. But anyway, you know, this is where I get to kind of check back into reality a little bit for sports, you know, where where I get out of the work, Bob, and I get to sit down with you guys, and you're like, did you see this or did you hear about that? And it's just – it's everything to me right now, you know, so I enjoy these conversations. I appreciate you guys tremendously and we appreciate you guys that actually listen and, and give us an opportunity. If you like the show and you subscribe, you know, that, that means the world to us because then tell that, your friends that, that gives us a reason to keep doing it and we'll find people. And like today we asked on social media, what questions do you want us to ask Owen Schmidt and Avon Cobra? And some people will answer, man. And, and we'll take that stuff back to them. So we, we try to be interactive we, we do the brackets, man. The brackets go out of control with people giving their two cents on that stuff. So, I mean, we're going to keep doing what we do, just keep trying to get better at it. But, uh, man, I, I think uh, – No, I was just going to say that, you know, we got baseball season winding down. It's in the uh, stretch run here. October's yeah. quickly approaching. It's already September. Temperature shows it the last few days, Oh, my God. Great. Yes. But – um, just a little teaser for next week. We got a sort of a uh, round uh, table discussion with three former major league uh, left-handed pitchers. We haven't really touched about it, but I have a baseball group that piggybacks off the page, America's Pastime, on Facebook, and we've got over 100 major leaguers on there. So we're using that platform and our page and our podcast to get future guests, and we're in contact with them daily. So we've got plenty of major leaguers lined up. Um, we're probably going to hold off on some because, like I said, the season's winding down. Yeah, we got we'll, we'll, use, we'll use them throughout the playoffs, and then we'll we'll wait till spring. But we've got plenty of action lined up, 
and a very uh, eager and willing to get on the show. Just It's not one, two, but three major leaguers next week on one show. Uh, we're going to be able to herd those cats. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking the reins, man. I know a couple of them are a little passionate, man, so oh, we'll absolutely. see how it goes. I, but, you know, the, the thing about the guests, they all want to do it. You know what I mean? Like, we're not paying people to come on the show. It's just like, hey, man, you want to come hang out and just talk for a little bit. Yeah. And, and they do. They oblige. And it's it's been great so far. Two of the three are all-stars. Um, that's, Former all-stars. Yeah. Dude, we, we have only had one guest ever that did not make the show. And that was a super fan, a quote-unquote super fan. Everything else, man, everybody we found, it's been great. Yep. And and that's Wasn't that's, that two super fans in the same day? It, yeah. Wait, <laughs> I don't even want to go back to that. Right, that was, it was terrible. No, we, no, that, look, we, I think we can throw it out for the people who are listening. For the fact is, we do like to bring the fans on. Yeah. Because it's a platform for you guys also to show your passion for your team. But if we ask someone to come on, you damn you well better bring it. bring it. And I expect you to be in full team attire too. Yeah. Uh, so we we had a uh, we thought a diehard Bucks and Chiefs Jeez, fans back in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So we bring them on, and then you know one guy's walking around doing his vape, walking through his closet uh, like uh, terrible. What's his name? I don't remember what his name is. Uh, the YouTube sensation, but it was it was <laughs> god awful. But luckily, with the following that we had, yep. we were able to secure two more super fans within the, same the hour. Night, within the hour, they were great, and they yeah, with like no prep, just went and found some other people that that had the call to action, and man, they they rose up and, and they brought it. Yeah, and, and that's that's the beauty about what we don't know sports is. You know, we say that in jest because we feel like we do know a little bit, but this is how we disarm ourselves. We don't know anything. So if we mess up, we're, we're covered. Yeah, that's right. It's like our insurance class. Yeah, we wear that like a badge of honor. You know how often we see that on social media? You oh, don't know sports. Dude, that's a good name. You but then we say, right. come on the show, let's talk, yeah. and then it's crickets. Back it up, keyboard warrior. I mean, we'll get- it- <laughs> You damn well know, like I do, if we're sitting in a garage having a conversation with a casual sports fan or someone who claims they're diehard, you can tell within 30 seconds to a minute if they know sports or not. Absolutely. And then that's where you determine how your conversation is going to go because you know whether to back off or dive in a little further. Yeah, do I need to keep it highbrow or lowbrow? Right. Uh, it's all about you because it, I got I to gotta dictate my pace on your knowledge level. It literally takes one minute and I can already read you. Yep. But I don't know nothing. No, nah, we don't know sports. We don't know anything. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, uh, we hope you appreciate the interview. Even if you're not a WVU fan, if you're not a Mountaineer fan, man, these guys are great, man. Just we're, we're not asking for their biopic. You know, it's not give us everything that's ever happened to you. You know who these guys are. If you've paid attention to college football, you know who these guys are. So we just kind of caught up with them. We asked them some fun questions. We tried to get some uh, some risque answers, but they right. played the fifth on some of that some stuff. Of which, I, I, hey, you know what? I respect that. But we did get some good answers out of them, too. But like, just like any college program, you know, they're a brotherhood. Yep. So it don't matter what class you're at. You know, you might be 20 years separated, but you feel like that guy's your brother because you played for the same alma mater. There's a connection there. Dude, neither of these guys are from West Virginia. Correct. Where do they live now? Both in West Virginia. There you go. That's all you need to know. And it's diehard. And, like, you don't have to be a Mountaineer fan and appreciate the interview because you could see and you could feel – the closeness to them and they probably they may have never even met in light per in person before but they they immediately meshed and hit it off from, from right from the beginning no it was great man the only thing would have been better is if you would have just uh got them up here to the man cave studios we've been all right 
Yeah, well, one's in Charleston and one's Beckley. We probably could have done that. We could have. We could have planned better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to the interview. Hope you guys enjoy it. <laughs> Hey, everybody, this is Chad the Mark. And before we jump into the interview that we also promised to you, we want to give a shout out to our friends over at Voice of Motown. That's right, Voice of Motown. You can find them at voiceofmotown.com or anywhere on social media. The Voice of Motown is a bunch of guys that are covering West Virginia, uh, you know, football, basketball, whatever, and news analysis, rumors, anything you can find. They are putting out content each and every day. They do a fantastic job. And they have more shares on articles of any group I've seen out there. So anyway, if you're a Mountaineer fan, if you love college football, don't forget to check out Voice of Motown on Facebook, on Twitter. But more importantly, don't forget their website at voiceofmotown.com. They also got some sweet merch, so make sure you check out their T-shirts. I think I'm going to buy one today. Uh, but we appreciate them always being out there looking out for the Mountaineers. Go check out voiceofmotown.com ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages we are back with our 100th episode and we decided to go homer mode because you know what we're from west by god virginia college football season is getting ready to start and we went to the the old golden blue and we found two legends of the gridiron we have west virginia's all-time leading rusher Mr. Avon Coburn and the runaway beer truck himself, Owen Schmidt. Gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. How's it going? Rock and roll. Rock and roll. I love it. The runaway <laughs> beer truck. <laughs> well, you know, what's great is when we get to interview guys like you, we don't have to do much of an introduction uh, because, you know, at least with a lot of people we associate with, they're going to know exactly who you guys are. But let's just kind of give a, a brief synopsis on what you guys are doing now, because I know you're extremely busy guys. And and Owen, we see you on a football field right now. So yeah, this, this is something that just happened recent for you. What are you doing now? Uh, well, currently working for UPS, but was asked to kind of just help out a little bit, uh, get my feet wet back into the football world. So just helping out with the local high school here, Greenbrier West. And uh, it's been fun getting back out there. I, I, uh, I've i missed it for a while and I felt kind of a void. So it's 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 made me full again. So how do these kids react when you walk onto the practice field for the first time? I'm just curious. Well, nobody knows who the hell I am, man. That was 15 years. <laughs> I mean, they're a little twinkle in daddy's eye, you know what I'm saying? A roller. <laughs> now, Mountaineer tradition in West Virginia is obviously, you know, it's heavily prideful. So all the uh, all the stories, all the legends, all the folklords uh, get told uh, through the generations. So there was there was some people who knew, and then there's the classic beating myself in the head, which every kid pulled up. Hey, is this you? You're our coach. Uh -huh. you know I mean? <laughs> hey, just so you know, we, we asked people if they had any questions they wanted us to ask you guys. And that was the one that kept popping up is uh, how it started with banging the helmet on your head and all that. Yeah. You, you want you want to put that to bed real quick by any means? I mean, just we're, we're curious too, I guess. Uh, man, it's a natural reaction. You know what I mean? Uh, it just, it just happened to happen. And, uh, you know, when you're caught in a moment like that, uh, it happens, you know I mean? Schmidt happens, dude. My career. <laughs> Man. Hey, I I'll say we were all young once. It's okay. It happens to all of us. Uh, so it is, like, 
not embarrassed. You know what I mean? I'll say this. Anybody who can make themselves bleed on national uh, television, uh, I wouldn't mess with that guy. You know what I mean? So. Right, so let me let me switch over to to Avon. So you you know you got this nice uh, office here backdrop we're seeing. I, I see a couple things on the wall here. Can't make everything out. But what have you been up to, man? I mean, I know you, it looks like you're repping something on the hat here. And I mean, you're you're a you're a busy guy. So educate us. What what have you been up to lately? Village financial services business. Um, part of my internet. I'm in I'm in uh, Charleston, so it, it it's good and bad. I mean, he's in Greenbrier, and his is working better than mine. Um, but yeah, so, so I work I work for I work for um work for two companies or work with two companies. One is a um a financial services company called Primerica, and then also I, I do mortgages. So it all rolls together. You know, I'm a full full fledged um financial services shop and um yeah i hit you up a couple of times and i never got a response to to kind of show you what we do um i, I don't i, uh, I mean, hey i called I, you back I, I, I called you back one time and you were putting your your uh your child to bed and i felt really bad for the time i called you back so we never connected after oh, you're that good, man. no you're good man. I'm actually in charleston right now um been here for the last four years um but i'm excited because schmidt happens and I've never, I didn't realize that it happened, you know, and, and I, I'm glad, I'm glad he didn't play when I played because I probably wouldn't have played him being so agile and, and big at the same time. So what a, yeah, I'm man. Well, I mean, I was he, a nobody. he was just Wes hours 2.0, right? I was a uh, D3 football player that uh, just toughed it out a little bit. Just play a little bit tougher than some of them cats. Bro, you, you, you're a hell of a ball player, man, and um, it's one of those things that you you get you get to experience the joy after you leave when people take what you did to the next level and then the next level and then take it to where you guys took it. So that that's pretty awesome. Right. I got some, Avon, because Coach McGee absolutely he loved you. You know what I mean? And it was fun, like hearing things that he would talk to you about, about, you know, just finishing runs and stuff like that. And, and seeing how, you know, your, I don't, I don't know if it was your, your sophomore or junior career, maybe it was your junior to senior, just the increase in yardage just through finishing plays, you know right. what I mean? And understanding that and getting those experience, those little, those little tidbits that you get from coaches that as a player, you know, you don't think about that quite, uh, right off the bat, but seeing how those things turn into, you know, all-time leading rusher at WVU. I appreciate you, man. Coach McGee was a hell of a coach, man. He motivated us to, to. I mean, we didn't have the examples. Like, we we had examples from Clemson, but, you know, Coach McGee, that motherfucker soft. He's soft. Yeah. He's soft. <laughs> so, 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 I mean, that's one of the things that, like you said, bro, like, I thought about it, you know, I had 1,700 yards my senior year, and I'm like, you know, if I really would have thought about it, I probably could have ran for 2,000 if I really, like, put that in my mind to do. And I'm like, damn, like, why didn't I think about that? I could have been a 2,000. I mean, it's only, like, 200 yards away. It was, like, two 290 or something. And yeah. that's really, you know, almost two games. So, but, yeah, man, it, it, it's it, – it's, I love what you guys did for, for our, our school, man. You guys took it to the next level. I mean, obviously the talent is is – you know, speaks for itself, but you got, you guys did awesome, man. And, and, you know, you made us proud. You took us to, you took us to that next level, man. And, and I, and I love it. 
I know I don't want to take over Chad and uh, Greg's show, but, you know, just talking about how, how much I love you guys. But I, I, I did, man. I, I enjoyed watching you. I enjoyed um, I, I enjoy seeing us go to that level, man. Oh, it was the best. I mean, talk about building a program and coming in and not really knowing what we were going to be and then everything just meshing and, and coming into place. It was a special time. And, and that's what I think is awesome, too, about West Virginia is the tradition of all the players when we come back, we're all teammates, obviously. You know what I mean? Even if we didn't play with each other, you know what I mean? All those good stories and those good memories, they all come back together and and uh, the camaraderie and the, the the oneness, the teamness comes to play. And that's, I think, what we all miss the most from the playing days. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think I think you hit the nail on the head because, like, unlike a lot of states, we don't have any pro teams in any sport. So the whole state and even from the fan base and the players as well, like you just said, we all rally around Mountaineer football no matter what class or year you're in because it's all a common thing for all of us, and we are all passionate about it because you know, that's all we got, and we love our Mountaineers. And no apologies needed for uh, you guys interacting by all means. That's why we got both of you on here at the same time. Like we appreciate that type of stuff. That's good, man. But I do want to ask Avon something here real quick because, you know, I, you're a couple years older than I am. And, and I, I just remember when you played, there's something you did that I hadn't seen before. And, you know, and maybe other people had done it, but it was new to me. And then we saw more people do things like this in the years to come. But chill son like what where'd that come from while that was such a big deal and we're not talking for people that don't know this is not a small mouth guard it's the one that's all over the lips from the nose down to the chin and it had chill son written on there so what's the message there why did you do that you know what uh um i don't know if you well you probably do remember angel estrada so him and his little brothers they would always you know that's you know that was kind of their thing chill son and I actually stole that idea of writing on the mouth guard um, from uh, Phil Braxton. Um, and Phil Braxton used to have don't sleep on his mouth guard. Nobody ever knew that because, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm in the camera all the time, but I stole that from him huh. and I, and I put that on my mouth guard. And, you know, from that point on, man, it was just, it just became a thing. Like, you know, it, it was just like, make, make sure that chill son is on there. And, and, and that's, and, and it's funny cause I made it a brand and, and we got it trademarked and the whole nine. And my wife, my wife actually just said something today. Like we need to have an event where we can just give these shirts away. Cause I mean, we made shirts, we got hats, we got, we got the whole shebang. When we was in Canada, like we, we did it, we did it up right. Uh, we had a player, one of my, one of my teammates, he was an artist and he drew a logo. Um, he drew the logo for me. Um, if if you don't mind, if I, I I can step over and grab an actual mouth guard. No, no go, go grab it, man. I, by all means, like this is uh, this is Mountaineer folklore right here, like the chill sun. You know, this is this is kind of cool for me. But we'll just sit so, here awkwardly and kill time till he comes. All right, he's back. He's so, back. So what happened was what happened was you know I, I don't I don't know if you can oh so it's upside down. There it is. So it says chill like chill and then sun at the bottom. And, uh, so we just made, I just made it into a football and, you know, we got little lanyards and everything. And I mean, I don't do anything with it anymore, but, you know, we got a trademark. We was in Canada, you know, just, just, you know, selling it and, and, you know, building the brand. And then we kind of stopped and, 
And uh, but yeah, man, that that was all started from Angel Estrada. Like his his brothers would always come down. They're young. They were younger too. Um, Scotty and Felix, and they would always say, "Chill, son." And then and then you know, I seen I seen Phil write it on his mouthpiece. He said, "Don't sleep." And then I put the chill son on there, and then and then it kind of took off. And it's funny, like if you see this, if you see this this logo, because I actually wore I actually wore this in Canada. It actually looks like the battle logo. If I don't know if you guys seen it, but the battle, they have those teeth and it actually kind of looks like teeth. And I'm like, they, they stole my idea. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it is what it is. I mean, it's it's all love. All right. Just to clear up something real quick. You are a marketing major from WVU, right? (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Make, make sense. Make sense. (laughs) Uh, Absolutely. So let let me swing back over to Owen uh, real quick. So you're a walk on, correct? Like, are you a walk on to the NFL story? Is that what happened with you? So I played uh, D three for a year uh, up in Wisconsin, and uh, I had just basically made a couple of VHS tapes. And uh, that those are those are for VCRs for the kids that are too young. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm date myself, I guess, a little bit. But yeah, my mom and I drove around to a couple of schools. We dropped some films off. Uh, nobody really called me except for. Uh, <laughs> Donnie Young sent me an email and said, Hey man, uh, why don't you stop by, drop your film off? You know, I was like, okay, well they at least get a chance to see my size. You know what I mean? And hopefully they like the film. And, uh, and they gave me, uh, a preferred walk on, which is just basically, uh, yeah, you can walk on, you know, it's not, <laughs> not anything special. You know what I mean? It's just like, all right, I hope you're ready to get your head beat in. Cause you're going to be a tackling dummy for the next four years. Right. Um, and, and basically it was just a son of a bitch on, uh, on scout team and worked my tail off in the weight room and, uh, made it hard for guys in practice to block me. And, uh, which was a struggle too, you know what I mean? Because there's kind of like, a, you know, it's, it's a rule, but not a rule. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, don't be a we'll practice you know, I mean, I wasn't trying to be a practice hero, but I was still trying to get noticed. Uh, you were so, better than everybody else. That's what it was. You were well, better. I, like, mean, I, I know what he's saying, though. He's got to walk the line. Like, he don't want to be out there being the pat- practice hero, and everybody's just like, all right, look at this trial hard. You know, that, that's yeah, I understand. I was the guy who, you know, played with a lot of d- guys who went and played D1, and it, you know, it, it, it did hurt me. I was bummed. I was like, man, why, you know, why didn't I get the shot? And, um, just exposure, you know, and stuff like that. And, uh, it was, it's funny because, you know, I think back cause I dropped the film off at Virginia tech and, and called them back. And the coach was like, yeah, we got plenty of white running backs. You know, we're good on that. <laughs> and it was, it just, it made me laugh. Because oh. I was like, this, this guy didn't even pick the film up. You know what I mean? He just like got a film, maybe turned it on for a second and was like, yeah, yeah, this is, you know, if he would have turned it on, he would have seen me taking it, you know, 80 yards of the house running wishbone offense. You know what I mean? Mm. But I know that pissed you off. I, I know that. I know that just fired you up. I mean, fi- just that, did, did he actually say that? Did he actually say, uh, we don't, we, we already got enough white running backs? He said we had white running backs, which, which meant, I'm booty. I'm booty. I'm there. You're not athletic enough. I got it. <laughs> exactly. Oh I am not athletic. Gosh. I am. Bro. That's exactly what that meant. 
So yeah, that, that hurt me a little bit. And, uh, you know, and I, I even had talks with, uh, Al Siemenson in, in Maryland and he had coached with John O'Grady, who was my coach in Wisconsin. They coached, uh, at Wisconsin together. And this was at river falls. Uh, John O'Grady was my coach and Al Siemenson and the him talked and, you know, he, his, his message to me was, you know, why don't you just uh, stay at D3 and become an All-American? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to West Virginia. They offered me a walk-on position. Right. And then the whole Amazing. drama behind, they, you know, took Steve's scholarship away. Then we whipped up on them every year. Oh, we yeah. played. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a funny story, man. And it's a, it's just p- kids slip through the cracks, you know, every day. And yeah. uh it, Willing to put in the effort and willing to put in the work, you can shine. Um, but it's a long grind and it's mentally exhausting. That first year when I was, you know, quote unquote redshirted and I couldn't play. I mean, I was giving it my all. I wasn't really making progress, obviously, because I couldn't. They couldn't put me on the field. But it was just that much deterring that kind of like didn't set my mind at ease for what I was trying to accomplish. And then fortunately for me, you know, I worked all summer in the schoolwork program and uh, was awarded a scholarship that following year, which was just, you know, was awesome. An awesome moment that happened. And and then the success we went on to have, which was like, that's what you want a career to be like. You know, what I mean, you want to you want to be a part of teams like that. So uh, overall, just a, a one hell of an experience that uh, just probably, you know, just never can forget, bro. God damn, that's a good story. I'm fired up right now. I want to go play Maryland right now. Uh, watch out, Greenbrier. Greenbrier West is about to get a nut. We saw what happened with that high school on ESPN this week. Ava, you could probably still go play. You can go play for, uh, was that Bishop Sycamore or whatever? You know? Yeah. <laughs> We'll just make Greenbrier West there. That's what we'll do. It'll be fine. Uh, but the, uh, uh, the thing I wanted to ask you. So, you know, you made it to the NFL and then I'm going to switch over to Avon and ask him the same thing a little bit about Canada. Uh, so you got to play for three different teams. What was your favorite city to play in while you were there? Um, Philly was fun, man. It was, I really, I love Seattle. That was great too for the nature stuff. I, you know, I like to snowboard. I like to hike. I like doing that kind of deal. The fresh seafood down at Pike's Place Market. But Philly, we were just – I was on such a great team that first year with Mike Vick, Sean Jackson, you know, Jeremy Macklin, Jason Vaughn, LaShawn McCoy, Brent Selleck. We had such a great squad, and it was cool to be able to go there. And, you know, I mean, I still get starstruck. I'm like, man, I played with Michael Vick. Like, he was a legend. I mean, he is a legend. Yeah, it's Michael Vick. It just – it blew my mind. I really got starstruck when I got there, but it was just, I loved it. The team was vibed well. If you've ever been on a team like that, I was searching for that West Virginia and the pros and just never really found it until I kind of got there. Um, and then unfortunately we struck, we, we had the strike the next year and we ended up changing a bunch of things up, uh, and trying to, you know, basically buy a Super Bowl, bringing a bunch of guys in. But uh, that first year in Philly definitely was probably the most fun for me just because of the the success. Uh, I, I can appreciate that. Philly's got that fan base. So I, I can see where you'd like that, too. And, and it's just it's hard for a fullback in the NFL now. That's a position that's yeah. like a dinosaur. It's kind of gone away. But 
you know, you, you made it, you made it longer than a lot of fullbacks do, man. Hats off to you for that. Yeah. You can only do what they give you. you. Can't make plays out of air. They got to actually give you the football to, to, for them to think, make progress. You know what I mean? You can knock a million people down on the ground and bust heads all day, but they want, they want touchdowns. Now, now, Avon, you ended up in, in Canada, and you, you played up there quite a while. So, like, we know the rules are different in Canada. We know the field's different. There's 12 players, I guess, and, and all, all kinds of different things. We don't have to go into great detail about the CFL, but you were out in Western Canada when you played, weren't you? No, I was actually I was actually in the East Coast. I was the East Coast guy. Oh, okay. I coached, I coached on the West Coast. Um, oh, I, I, well, actually, it was the Midwest. Um, but, yeah, I was in Montreal. Um, which is probably one of the greatest cities in the, in the world. Like if you've never been, I would suggest you go in the summertime. Um, it's phenomenal. I, I have had several people say that exact same thing. What's so great about Montreal, man? It's crazy, man, because it's, it's like, as far as women wise, like it's the b- b- most beautiful women. And I mean, they dress up every day. Like it's, it's awesome. I mean, it's like New York, but clean. You know what I mean? I don't know if you've ever been when you see rats coming in, um, you know, rats running New York. It's like New York, but it's clean. You know what I mean? And it's just, it's just a beautiful city, man. And, and, you know, they love that. They love their alouettes and, and, you know, they show love out there. It was, it was a good experience, man. Went out there, won a couple of championships. You know, that, that was, that was always good. And ran for over a thousand yards at least once I know of, maybe a couple times. Like how I, cause I, I feel like that game is built so much around passing. Is it common to get a thousand yards in the CFL or is that more of a rare thing compared to regular traditional uh, football? It's common. I mean, whoever the starter is, I mean, because you're going to average, you're going to average like six yards of carry up there because of the fact that, you know, you are, you already get a yard and then they expect you to pass. So, you know, but then, unless they know you're going to run. Then it, then it becomes a little different, but yeah, man, it was, it was good, man. It was, it, it was, I mean, I think that it was built for me because I had, I had great hands as a receiver. Um, and I mean, I was actually, if I wouldn't have got injured, I would have had a thousand yards receiving a thousand yards rushing, which would have been, you know, nobody's ever done that up there. And I mean, there's a lot of great players that played up there, but you know, from, from, I got injured and, and I mean, we, we ended up, you know, going to the championship that year and, and, you know, they were like, yeah, we're going to we're, we're not going to risk it. You know, you you getting a stat for you not to play. So it was, uh, it was one of those things. It was good, though. All right. So you mentioned that you got a couple titles up there, but you also got a, a Grey Cup MVP. Is that correct? Yeah. Yep. 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 So I what, did, man, it was. Yeah. What, was what's, awesome. the, what's that? What's that exactly? Is that for like a, a certain period of time? Is that the whole season? How does that work? That was for the game. It was like, you know, the Grey Cup and Super Bowl and, and in that in that game. You know, I won. I, I I I don't know how I won. I mean, we had so many. Like our defense balled out. But when it came, like like he said, scoring touchdowns, you know, that's that's what happened. You know, they they want the guy that's going to score touchdowns. So, and, and that's that's what it was. And I you know I scored a couple touchdowns and and I put myself in a position to uh, you know, just to make plays. And I was just making plays and and wasn't going to take, you know, not winning. All right, man. Hey, we're going to, we're going to jump into some rapid fire questions here before Owen ends up driving uh, somewhere in Greenbrier County where he doesn't have cell phone service. Cause I know that'll happen in West Virginia. So we got to be careful here. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, we, I say rapid fire, but you know, if you guys want to expand on any of it, you absolutely can. 
Um, but my, my favorite or my first question I want to ask is, uh, we'll start with Owen best opponent you ever played against. And this can be a player or a specific team. If you want to go that route, best, best opponent you've ever been against. Oh, uh, it was enjoyable playing against Taquito spikes. Okay. That, that's, that's the man with the thickest neck I've ever seen. Yes, that's 26 inches, I believe. <laughs> All right, how about you, Avon? Um, my toughest opponent, shoot, I, I don't forgot his name. I mean, to be honest with you, Barry Green. Like, I hated okay. that guy. And he was actually <laughs> on the team. Like, that dude, he was like air for real. Like, he was like air. Like, anytime we had a scrimmage, like, he was going to show up. So, so Barrett, Barrett was, you know, as far as WVU wise, it was, uh, it was Barrett Green. Um, and, you know, professional wise, I don't know. They, I, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, I mean, I, I guess the biggest guy I've ever played against was Brian Erlacher. I, I went up and, and attempted to hit him and he looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm a, I'm five, eight, a hundred and nothing. You know what I mean? 180 pounds in the NFL, 182 pounds. And I go up to hit him and he just is like, get out of here, little dude. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> That's great. All right. Uh, how about, uh, if you guys were in college right now, having the careers you had, would you be able to take advantage of the name, image and likeness? Would you guys be getting paid? How do you feel about the kids today with that opportunity? Would I be getting paid? Yeah. How I many jerseys they sold of mine? How you know many jerseys <laughs> was out there? How are y'all getting paid? I, I, I promise you. And, and I was actually going to change my number because you're looking at the stands and there's so many jerseys. And I'm like, if I change my number, the people are just going to buy that jersey. So I'm like, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, billboards, you know, that. The, the university would have been, they would have, yeah, it was, that's crazy. Absolutely. I know uh, Owen could have probably got like a uh, Coors Light or something, right? Can they do that for college? Can you get it? No, they can't do alcohol, can they? I was just saying the runaway beer truck thing, that would have worked. It probably would have been like, uh, I don't know, if I was if I was over 21, but the whole amateur thing, but now that's kind of all blown up. So I don't really know personally where it would have been, but I'm sure it would have been a couple shekels. <laughs> All right. Hey, Owen, I want to ask you this on a scale of one to 10. Tell everybody how hard is it to run a bar that has live music? Oh, man. It is so much fun, but it is a 24 7 job, man. And it literally will it'll deteriorate your soul. Uh, <laughs> it is a hard thing. It will, man. It's just. You know, it's a cash business. Uh, you know, obviously there's credit too, but there's just a lot of exchange of cash, a lot of product that's being exchanged uh, that you hope your people are being honest about it. But we all know we've all at one time probably gotten a free drink at a bar. And if you think you've got, if you've gotten one, think of how many more they've given out. You know what I mean? So, um, that's tough. The liability of getting 400 people crammed in a small space and getting them absolutely to the uh, 
the right point so they don't explode, but they have just the right amount of fun. Uh, that's an art for sure in itself. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and then just working with the bands and stuff is fun. Everybody was very cool. There wasn't ever, you know, guys who were like, you need to give us all the green M&Ms. I would have told them to just kiss my butt. <laughs> really? Here's your bag. Deal with it. Um, but, uh, the guys were cool. We brought a lot of cool music to Morgantown. Um, a lot of guys who were blowing up now. Um, so it was, a it was a lot of fun, but it was, if I could have, I wish I would have done it differently with a partner where I didn't have to be there all the time. Uh, that was what was probably the hardest thing for me. Gotcha. Hey, we could have called John Taffer and Bar Rescue, send him up there. Maybe that would have helped. I don't know, man. Have him run the business for you. That would have been all right. No, honestly, man, uh, the five years went great. It was just our lease was up. I was in a bad deal with the landlord. He wanted, you know, basically double what I paid the first five years. And I just, I, you know, I mean, I, I got to make something. Uh, you can't, uh, don't so let people just, extortion you just because you used to be a football player, right? Dude, man, I'm telling you, people used to say all sorts of stuff like that to me. And I'm like, you don't understand how much money it takes to even run this place uh, and, and turn a small profit. You know what I mean? People thought just because they saw the, the parking lot packed on the weekends, you know, we were just making millions upon millions of dollars. I mean, it takes a lot of money to have great live music every weekend uh, and be able to have, you know, the keep that consistency where you have that kind of reputation of always pumping out bands. You know, some of those, we had Lee Bryce there. That was a $45,000 band. Jeez. You know what I mean? If we want to sold all the tickets out, I would have been probably eating 20 grand. That would have shut us down. You know what I mean? Like there was, there was weekends where I was like, man, we really need a big one. <laughs> and, uh, not the greatest business plan going, you know, looking from the outside in, obviously now, but a lot of fun, a lot of experience learned, a lot of great people met, um, and, you know, enjoy live music regardless still. So, uh, one hell of a time for sure. Nah, man, I appreciate the candidness there. Hey, let me ask, uh, Avon, what's the craziest thing you've ever seen after 11 o'clock PM in Morgantown? Ooh. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't tell you that because I, I I'm liable for other people's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't tell you that, but I, I just let you. I'll just let you in on a on a. You know, my senior year was phenomenal. Like that was probably the best year. And my my freshman year, and my senior year, I had no cares in the world. My freshman year, um, I can't. I I never even drank until college. So I went to college and had an 18 year, 19 years old drinking a beer. It was it was pretty phenomenal, and then my senior year, I can't really tell you what happened, but but just know there's a there's a lot of people that that um a, a lot of people that that love West Virginia football. <laughs> that is a, a great vague answer, and we'll we'll take that. I appreciate oh, it. Gosh. All right, let me uh, let me ask you guys this: What's the best place? Oh, and you can go first. What's the best place to eat at Morgantown? I am gonna say. For overall college experience, Mario's Fishbowl is my hole in the hall of choice. All right, that is not a bad give answer. Me a cold, give me a cold 
a cold PBR fishbowl and some cowboy wings. <laughs> All right. What about you, Avon? You know what? I, I it's not there anymore. Um, it was actually it was actually the first the first place I came when I on my visit. It was called the Back Bay. Now I think it's a strip club. Um, <laughs> oh, Back Bay's not there anymore. It's not yeah. there anymore. But I would agree with you. Back Bay was awesome. Back Bay was it, man. That was oh my goodness. It had uh alligator and 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 uh 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 frog legs. First time I had all of that. So I think it's a strip club now, but it was actually it was actually that's my favorite restaurant in Morgantown. Hey, Magic City's a strip club, and I heard they got good chicken wings. So maybe we can try to start a petition and get these back. I don't know. We'll see what we can do. Let me ask you guys a little bit about kind of what's going on now. Uh, Owen, we'll start with you again, man. How, how does this Texas Oklahoma stuff uh, hit with you when we talk about the landscape of college football changing? What's all this conference realignment like 2.0 or 3.0, wherever we're at now? How are you feeling right now when it looks at the landscape of college football? Um, it's, I don't know, man. A lot of greedy people out there, uh, putting their hands in the cookie jar, trying to put them in there at least. Uh, Man, I think wherever we land, I know a lot of people are worried about all that, but I think wherever we land, we'll do well. Um, we just got to play our brand of football, and that's all we can do. You know what I mean? There's there's nothing else. We, Who knows? I mean, well, are we going to be in the ACC? I don't know. I mean, I'd be fine being in, like, the Big Ten. You know what I mean? I, I really, just be fine us playing anywhere. Uh and it's just it's there's so much that has changed i mean we just got i don't know if you guys have been up to the facilities uh, avon i don't know if you've been out there i hope you get a chance to because they are absolutely phenomenal yeah. um but uh you got fans that will still want to be able to go to games so obviously that east coast stuff is appealing it's just you know, it's it's weird. It's one of those kind of phases that they're in right now that they have to deal with. But I hope they land at a, uh, a spot that's really going to help us out. All right. So, Avon, same question to you and, and maybe to tweak it a little bit. Where do you think West Virginia might ultimately end up? Not that you have inside knowledge. We're all guessing at this point, but just curious on your thoughts. Um, I think I think we'll end up in um, hopefully. I mean, again, I, I think geographically, you know, as as you know, the beer truck was just saying. Um, you know, we, we, I mean, geographically, it would make so much sense for us to be in the ACC. You know what I mean? It just, I mean, and we're playing the same teams that we played before. But again, like you said, Big Ten, I'm fine with that as well. I think, I think Big Ten would be anywhere East Coast. You know what I mean? And ultimately, if, if we, if they feel the need, you know, I would love for our team to be in the SEC. That would take recruiting to the whole, to a whole nother level. And like you said, I, I went to the facilities about, about two weeks ago. Um, and when I tell you they are absolutely, you know, phenomenal. So I, I was in Michigan. I don't know if he had a chance to go to Michigan um, and train with Barowitz, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's next level. Like when I tell you the inside of it's, I mean, it, the hot tub is like a spa now. I had two, I had two bins in a, in a big square. <laughs> I mean, it's it's absolutely amazing what they have now. Um, oh, you know. It, the the freaking the pads being dry in two hours after a hard day's practice, you know. I mean, not just that him being him being a walk on. He experienced it worse than I did his first year. But if I was a star running back and I got one pair of gloves for like the entire year, 
which is crazy. And, hey, and now they get to, everybody gets a pair of gloves. Like this you, is, it's like oh, uh, you get some, you get some gloves. It's crazy. It's what you guys help build nuts, them, man. It's nuts. I mean, these guys literally take their clothes off and walk through a pellet rain shower to get into a cold tub that they walk through, and it's like it, it's just it. It is awesome. It is awesome. But I'm just like, I guess times change. You know what I mean? It's just, it's crazy to see that's what you have to do to recruit to recruit kids now. Um, go so far over the top um, that you literally invested $55 million into a facility, which um, I'm so happy and glad they got it because they can – they could compete with absolutely anybody right now. Yeah. I, I'm with I mean, both of you guys. Uh, I, I was going to say, uh, both of you guys said it, ACC be, be best geographically, but the biggest rumor that I heard that would be the worst would be the Big 12 uh, aligning with the Pac-12, yeah. and that would be so bad for WVU for the travel. And it, the players, I don't know how they would handle that type of – road schedule, but I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, I'm sure we'd get real excited for going to Oregon State. You know, yeah. that'd be great. But you you guys are, are right about the facilities. You know, I, I've seen a lot of the videos. I've been to the Puskar Center before, like the stuff they've put into the program. But it's like you said, though, like you're putting millions of dollars into it. But if you're not, then the other school down the road is, and, and that's where all the recruits will go just because it's bright and shiny, and we like that stuff. So that's where it's we'll just go. how it is, man. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's how it's it a, is. It's I mean, the it's, big business of college football. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let me let me ask you guys this. Uh who is the best running back ever to lace him up for WVU? Well, to be honest is with this you, a I, trick I, question. No, 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 no. It's not a trick question. I want your honest feelings. <laughs> My honest feelings, I mean, the reason why I went to West Virginia was because Amos Airway. I mean, I, I thought he was absolutely phenomenal. I've never asked any any man for their autograph, but I asked him for an autograph going there. And then I told him I was going to break all his records after I did that. <laughs> but, uh, I was like, yeah, can you sign my jersey? Um, and I'm going to break all your records. But he tells and you I he guess, left He left early, though, right? That's what he tells you, right? I, hey, it, it, I don't care. Whatever it was, <laughs> I was going to it. I was, but, I mean, I think I mean, he was just phenomenal. He was a specimen to me. Like, he, you know, he was, he was a specimen. You know what I mean? Like, I've never seen a, a, a human with arms that big, you know, that nimble, like he was, he was phenomenal. I, I, in my opinion, I think, you know, I think he was, he was the reason why I, I emulated a lot of my game after him. All right, Owen, how about you? I mean, numbers don't lie, man. You know what I mean? Uh, got to lot, watch a lot of film of Avon um, through Coach McGee. You know what I mean? Obviously got to play with Pat. I uh, got to play with Noel. Um and, uh, you know, saw, got to see Tavon. Obviously, it would really be hard to pick, you know, who's the best. But I would have to say, in my opinion, the numbers don't lie. And Avon, oh. I mean, you truly are. You're the best. Oh, I mean, you're the oh, all-time leading rusher. I'm just saying, I played with, you know, who I considered in that generation with Pat and Steve and, and, and Noel and and Tavon, truly those guys were speedsters, uh, agility freaks. But like I said, numbers don't lie. I mean, 
the best is the best. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 I mean, and, and, and I appreciate that. I appreciate that. That's, that's a blessing, man. That's the blessing, you know, with, 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 with that shit. I mean, I, I ain't going to say, man, that's a blessing. Appreciate you. Man, I, I got what I'm saying. Listen to that. That's, here's that what I'm good. saying, too. I'm not just, I, I'm not just saying because, you know, you're on the, the show, whatever. I mean, it, it, that's not really it, but understanding the coach that he was coached by, him being coachable, uh, listening to that experience, um, and ultimately becoming a better player because of taking the advice. I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying. There's, in my opinion, you don't become the all time leading rusher because you're, you're nothing. You know what I'm saying? You put the time in, you put the effort in, you lifted the weights, you did the condition, you listened to coaching, you performed on the field. That, in my opinion, is what, you know, builds a great, a great player, uh, just so happen to be, you know, you're obviously the all-time leading roster. So, in my opinion, that's why I have that opinion. <laughs> I appreciate you. That's good. We could we could always see like in our heads. Owen could block for you, and that would that would have been good, right? We could have just had the that. That would have been great. <laughs> that would have been fun. He uh, had a hell of a lead blocker though in Mofafana. Oh, that he was a freaking. <laughs> killer he didn't care i love that's my brother forever like he that's what i'm saying you, dude i, 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 I love watching film on mo because he would cripple people out there dude <laughs> he would literally turn them into pretzels on the field i mean it was great right like that dude like you guys don't understand uh, he, he gets no he gets no pub but uh, if you guys go back and, and watch the 2000 and i think it's 2002 boston college game I think oh it was my like God, the first, yes. play the, first play of the game. He knocked the, the middle linebacker out of the game. Like this dude, he was a straight killer. Like I love Mo. Mo, he didn't, he didn't was like, look, hey, I don't care if I get the ball at all. That dude that I got to block, I'm going to kill him. I said, enough said, enough said. And, and I mean, I, I, I mean, you, Mo was a straight, I mean, he was a killer, man. And like loved him to death because. I mean, and, and I think that's what embodied, like, I think that's why we had the success because, you know, yeah, I ran for a lot of yards, but so did Quincy, so did Rashid. Our defense was, we were all selfless. And, you know, we, we, we had talent, but at the same time, we cared about each other. It wasn't about, I'm not getting the ball. I mean, don't get me wrong. Some of the receivers are like, why we ain't run the ball more? I'm like, shut up. You know what I mean? If y'all <laughs> open, you probably, you know what I mean? But, you know, at the same time, at the same time, you know, we were selfless. We were so selfless where it came down to, you know, just do your job. Like, just do your job to the point where, you know, I I never had to worry, like, if Mo was going to be in, if, if, if Mo was going to miss his block. Never, never, ever, ever. I was like, coach, let's, I mean, if, if you know, one of them, you was fourth and one ISO coach. Was it 30, 34 yeah. tight? 34 tight. Like, let's go get it. And whoever was in front of that guy was going to die. And I'm like, I'm running right behind you. I don't care. That's what it was, man. And, and don't, the receivers that were like, every, every receiver just wants the ball more. So that's just part Absolutely. of it. It's not a big Absolutely. deal. All right, last, last question, then we're going to wrap up. Your, your one shining moment, your favorite moment, why you played for West Virginia. Owen, what was that one single moment that you just hold above everything else? Um, I'd probably say – the run and the Fiesta Bowl for me, I know it's selfless saying it was my own play, but 
I've really struggled getting to the end zone on, on big runs. And it was you kind made of, it. Uh, I, yeah, I made it. It was the icing on the cake for me. And it just so happened to be in that game. And it was, uh, how you'd want you to finish the last sentence in your storybook, I guess. No, it's a, it's an awesome one. Uh, maybe the only one that is more uh, appealing for me is your emotional uh, interview after. That was pretty epic, too. But anyway, I saw today, I was just doing a little research. In three straight bowl games, you had a 50-yard run. Did you not score a touchdown on the other two? No, I did not. One yeah, I did not. No, I got caught from behind both times. Oh, man, I'm sorry I brought that up. All right, Avon, <laughs> let me ask you this. What's, what's your single shining moment, that highlight for you, man? What's the cherry on top? Um, the cherry on top for me was was my final game at Mountaineer Field, man. Um, and, and I have a picture to prove it, which was – I think it's just one of the greatest pictures, I think. You know, and, and it's, it's selfless, but, I mean, it's selfish – um, when, when I broke the record and, 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 you know, my teammates, they don't Gatorade on me. I mean, that was just, that was like the, the best moment I think I've ever experienced. I mean, when you get a Gatorade splash, I don't know, to me, that was like everything. Like they, that was, I, the, the fans held me up. That was phenomenal. But when my teammates dumped the Gatorade on me for breaking the record and, and, you know, just loving on me for that reason, man, that, that to me was like, it was awesome. It was it was awesome to be like, man, I just got – I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you ever got a Gatorade splash, but I, I think – I don't know. If, when a coach wins, you get a splash, it's kind of a big deal. And I felt like – I felt I felt that moment. And I was like, man, that's pretty awesome. All right, so two things. Both of you guys said you were trying not to be selfish, but you picked that. Those were the last moments you had wearing the jersey, wearing the uniform, man. That was at the end of your careers in college. So by all means, that should be how you go out. And for you guys both to have that at the end of your run, hats off. And trust me, we would love to have those moments ourselves. So you guys worked your ass off for the time you were there. You earned every bit of it. Guys, we're going to let you go. We're going to Morgantown to see Virginia Tech get their ass beat by West Virginia. But are you guys trying to make any games this year? If so, we'll try to hook up and see you up there. But do you have any plans to make it to Morgantown this fall? Yeah, I plan on going to every game, every game this season, um, home. Um, I just – you know, is is you know my my family. I was actually gonna go to the Maryland game, um, but my family, we uh, my my and I don't I don't want to get anybody else affected. So you know, my baby's tested positive for COVID, and and um, so I I don't I don't know if I'll be able to make it up um for the uh, V Tech game because you know they they quarantined for ten days and they're going back, but now I'm feeling kind of stuffy, so I don't I don't know if it if it's going to be a I haven't, I haven't, you know, last test I have, I didn't, but yeah, my, my plan, my plan this year was to go to every game, you know, that I, that I can get to because of, um, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. I'm sorry. I want to get my boys into football now. I told him, I told him football was, I'm like, you, you guys got to go. We got to, I got to get, I want to get them into football now. Um, I don't want them playing today in middle school, but I really want to get them into football. Now nah, you get them up to Morgantown, man. That, that'll do the trick, I'm sure. But, uh, hey, above everything else, both of you guys stay safe and stay healthy. And, and Avon, we hope you, uh, get over that little bout of sickness that you might be dealing with and definitely can make it to plenty of Saturdays up in Morgantown this fall. But guys, we appreciate you coming on the show. It has been a privilege and an honor to talk to two legends. And, uh, I know 
our fan base is going to look forward to hearing it too, because uh, we we always wear our hearts on a sleeve. We 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 cover all sports across the nation. We've talked to major league baseball players, former NFL players, whatever. But there's just something about Mountaineer faithful, man. We we love them, and we're going to show that respect. So thank you guys for being on for our hundredth episode. Appreciate you. Thank you for having. Thank you for having us, and and thank you for partnering with me with one of the one of the best fullbacks in in the in the history. You know, I finally I finally get a chance to play with him on the same team. Yes, sir. That's it. Not disappoint. We we weren't sure if both of you would have been good interviews, so we're like, well, if we get both of them, one of them has got to be good, even if the other one sucks, it'll be okay. <laughs> no, wow. it's been a true pleasure, absolutely. All right, guys, appreciate you, man. Have a good one. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us for the 100th episode of the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Like Mr. Brown mentioned earlier, we will be back with a roundtable of Major League Baseball experts, I guess you could say, how they played the game. So they're going to come and talk to us as we approach the Fall Classic, as we get into these pennant races and see what's about to happen as we're down the stretch. We're about 30 games left in the season, so anything could happen. But this has been the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe. Find us on social media. But above everything else, enjoy your weekend. College football is back. We'll see you next week.